0: to range anxiety it's that time of the week again it's saturday and i'm actually doing a bit of work yep surprise surprise for those that know me martin Donnan's doing a bit of work but range anxiety i consider that work too pleasurable work you know 30 years of automotive tuning experience mucking around motor racing in general chatting about car things in 30 minutes a few times a week i feel like it today i'm a little bit uh, excited today thank you there for uh Ice tea and his wonderful intro track, New Jack Hustler, Nino's theme, Nino DiMontan's Montan's theme. Who remembers Nino DiMontan? Montan? If you do send me an email about it to dtech, DTECH at SENET.com.au and there will be a prize for you, a range anxiety prize for those who can tell me all about the famous journalist, race car driver and a macchiato drinker, Nino DiMontan. Montan. Well, today, like I said, I'm a bit enthused and a bit excited, more so than normal, and it's not about being at work, sorry to tell you all that. However, we do have some very big and incredibly exciting new projects coming up that are kind of right up my alley, you know, Mr. EV here, so that that's cool, but what's got me excited today is since I turned off all the news on Facebook, I've been seeing more um, car kind of things in my feed you know skids and things like that and i saw an entry come up who would be interested in attending first round of the hill climb championships for 2021 in south australia on march 14th and i thought well it would be i did a rough calculation in my head i reckon 2000 and actually how rough the calculation's pretty rough I reckon about 2015 was the last time I went hill climbing. I used to do a lot of it between about 2010 and 2014. I used to do tons, um, long course, short course. But, and there were, there were, there were lots on offering in South Australia back then. We had Legend of the Lakes, where I that famously mowed down the start line down at Mount Gambier. That was what I call a long hill climb uh technical and power related probably slightly more on the technical side and you know not not just a a horsepower track then there was the mount alma mile which was not superly technical at all in fact it was quite easy in a slow car it was just a horsepower drag strip no more no less and you know the cars that won it were, were kind of the same handful every year because they all just had the most horsepower. That wasn't very technical, it was just ballsy and a lot of fun. But the most challenging is um the Sporting Car Club of South Australia owned he hill climb in the beautiful Barossa Valley. It's quite short, but it's on an incredibly narrow surface. Um lots of off camber, lots of uh rise and fall, lots of places where the car gets Uh, unbalanced and you know light on its feet and brings your stomach up into your mouth as you fall away coming up to the you know the bowl and then off onto the bus stop area and then there's the tight technical left-hander coming out towards the start finish line where the sooner you can get on full throttle makes all the difference you know between having a good time and a really terrible slow time so you know it's divided up into three sectors too and you can work on your sector times, they've got good to a sector or split timing there and yeah, it's really quite technical. And I was I was never super flash at that um place. I was, you know, there or thereabouts in my class always and, you know, managed to, to run some pretty respectable times, but I was never one of the never one of the real um gung-ho guys that could just fire it up the track and potentially fire it into the scenery. It didn't suit the way I used to drive at all, and it still doesn't suit the way I drive. To tell you the honest truth, uh, you know, I come from like a circuit racing background, and you know, we, we look at a, 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 a track across you know a series of corners and work out how to try and be millimetre precise and keep our lap time at a certain certain um, increment and without dropping any wheels off the track or doing anything overly stupid, you know, to first to finish first, first you must finish, all of that sort of thing. So, a clean technical approach that I have, and not a particularly fast one but a clean technical one, um, doesn't really suit firing a car up a hill and just hanging on for grim, you know, for, for dear life and dropping wheels off in the dirt and mowing down, or trying not to, but you know, grazing witches' hats and it doesn't really suit the way I drive, but I saw this and I thought it's been two years since I've driven a car in anger. Uh, you know in a proper race meeting on a proper racetrack no i don't class roll racing or anything like that as as you know technical well it is technical from a tuner's point of view but it's not technical from a driver's point of view at all um so i saw this come up in my feed and i thought stuff it we're going to enter so you know I haven't done that track for a long time mainly been doing circuit i'm going to be rusty i'm going to be slow i'm experienced enough to know that not having done it for five years it's not going to all come rushing back first run it 's going to take a few runs and it 's going to take a bit of practice and i 'm going to have to be like you know the o g new Jack hustler to try and play mind games with the young guys in my group and you know so what what group is that you know i 've got a, a variety of cars to pick from that I can fire up the hill i 'm going to pick the least challenging one first because i 'm rusty and i 'm slow and i 'm old and i 'm not suited to it. I'm gonna choose rear-wheel drive production car class. And of course, I'm gonna go EV. That's right. I'm gonna take the Tesla Model 3 SR Plus in totally standard form, uh, just with a few of my little tweaks, and I'm gonna fire it up the hill. I'm gonna be up against, uh, you know, various Commodores and various big cars, I suppose, but they don't do anything up at Grove because the track's simply too narrow and too tight, and they can't stretch their legs. The things that will give me a good run for my money are probably, you know, i30N, Hyundais and and some rear-wheel drive boxters, Porsches and stuff like that. And, you know, they're all good cars and they're very capable motorsport cars um, in two-wheel drive form at least. But they don't have the delivery that the Tesla has. Uh, You know, I'm carrying a bit more weight than them, 1550, I think, the SR Plus is. So it's pretty good 1600. You know, it's Evo 10. Kind of weight um, and only two wheel drive, but it has the instant torque hit and it has brilliant torque management, the things I was talking about in last Epicast. So, other than it displaying some really evil handling vices, which I'm not sure that it will do i think it should actually from what i know from what you know i've sprayed this thing around the in the hills a little bit at totally legal speeds and it, it certainly seems to have a very well balanced chassis because the center of gravity is so low you know it's got a low polar moment of inertia it, it it should be quite a good handling thing on some of the technical aspects of that track but what where it may be a little tricky is because of its weight you know when it does reach that level of adhesion or lack of adhesion i have no idea how much feedback that it's going to give me so you know i'm going to have to creep up on this quite slowly but if if we look at the track if we look at the collingrove hill climb it's pure horsepower for a short burst up to turn one turn one you go light and to the left and it's sort of like a lift hit Sort of scenario certainly i'm not going to be worried about changing gears or hitting rev limiters there because i don't have any of those things to worry about um but a good time for a rear wheel drive is anything under eight seconds i would reckon on that first split so take off straight uphill vertical throw it left get it all light hopefully don't bounce it off the track or run wide there and mow down all of the rocks and grass and cow dung and sheep dung that's out in the beautiful picturesque Barossa Valley paddock. So no, I won't do that, or I'll try not to do that. But I don't reckon the thing will do a 7.9 there. I reckon the thing will be in the sixes. So I reckon we can make a second or the best part of a second on anybody else there just purely because of the way uh, the Model 3 even in two-wheel drive form, launches and just takes off and hooks up and doesn't have any wheel spin problems. There's no um, lack of momentum from having to shift a gear, which on an uphill sort of course, unless you know how to flat shift properly or you've got a dog box, which no production cars in my group will have, you can lose momentum. And, you know, the engine's got to come off song. You sort of dip out of the torque band a little. I don't have any of that. And just put my foot flat and go up the hill. That's quite a nice place to start. Now, providing we can get it all... Oh, we should have about a second up our sleeves there and everybody else. I would think in the class. I would think just from what I know. So, providing I can nudge it around, turn one, then there's a big suspension crunching sort of dip that you go through, that you hold it flat through and just steer and you just hold flat before you run up, you run right uphill again to a big long right-hander known as the bowl. Now, there is a braking point, and you must use the brakes there, and then the Tesla will need to use the brakes, because A, it's fast, and B, it's heavy. Right, and if you get that braking point wrong, you can run right off on the grass and slam into the barrier on the outside, which I don't wanna do, right? I really don't wanna be slamming any barriers. Start lines, they're bad enough, kids. So across sector two and through the bowl, or split two, through the bowl, and down off the bowl, again, you've got another stomach drop, you know, stomach up in your mouth, big drop, um quite a rough surface with cones along the side of it it's not quite straight so you've got to put in steering correction up to the bus stop air cold and that's where split three starts after the bus stop um i don't plan on being any quicker than anybody else there in fact if i'm half a second slower i don't really care through split two split two is all about to me with the car i'm driving is all about keeping the car on the road and doing various things so I'll do that, and then we'll worry about split three. Split three is a different thing again. Split three, you run around a tight left-hander, and you're sort of technical. Where You go back to first gear in a road car, and again, a normal petrol car, it actually... it actually, um, you, you've got, you slow down with gear shifts. You've got to balance the car. You've got to make sure you don't overcook it. So in that, that the start of Sector 3 is really, really tricky, how you slow the car down, how you position it. And then the final corner is really tight uphill, It's like it picks up the inside rear or the inside front. And there's a lot of wheel spin that goes on out of there and a lot of bogging down and a lot of rev limiter hitting normally. I intend to just drive out of there and use the traction management. There will be uh, some traction interference in the Tesla there, I think. But getting out of there seamlessly and using torque, you must have torque, to run up to the line is the total key that's required to put down a time. And I reckon through sector three, I should be a second quicker maybe than anything else. So if you look at my math here, we've made a second in split one, sector one. We've made a second in split three, sector three, and we've given away half a second through the middle, some being cautious, that's two seconds minus half a second. I should be a second and a half up on anybody else, providing the factory uh, Michelins on the Tesla are up to it. We'll go on to tyres in a minute. And providing I can still drive, which is a 50-50 phone a friend at this point in time, because I was never real flashy when I was at the top of my game. So, yeah, it's going to be tricky, but I should, I should be one and a half seconds up on anything else. I should should be able to run a 34 second time which will be pretty nice in a dead stock road car with a few DTEC ev tweaks well what are those tweaks well i told you firstly i'm not going to touch your tires we'll cover off tires here street tires are not where it's at for any motorsport surfers you know, there are plenty of people. I used to know a guy that used to go on about street tyres. You don't use a semi-sleek, use a street tyre, and it will be faster there. Absolute rubbish. I've never seen anybody be faster on a road tyre than they are on a proper race tyre, unless it's one of those road tyre or race tyres masquerading as a road tyre, and we won't count them, because so super expensive and not, you know, we're talking about production-delivered tyres on sub. $100,000 cars are never faster than a race tyre. I don't care what you're saying. Why don't I put a set of semis on the Tesla? Um, because they're silent, these cars, and, and semi-slicks make a god-awful noise. I think I probably just want to drive into a tree before I even got to the track because it would be that loud and annoying. And what was you driving along? I'm prepared to go a bit slower, at least with this meeting, see where the car is, see what you know kind of performance it can give on the track and i may be sorely disappointed it may be a 38 second warrior because it just hopelessly doesn't turn in or can't put the power down or there's too much stability interference yada 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 i mean the, the, the base model doesn't have a track mode it doesn't have any mode you just get in and put your foot flat you know which, which i kind of like Some a bit of simple don't no, no, no. i don't like lots of, lots of switches and things in cars so there are going to be no race tires I am going to like add, like I said, a few of my tweaks. One of them is is our RFOC uh, radial finned oil cooling system just to keep the transmission temps down. Not that it matters in a 30-something second hill climb, but it's on there, and I couldn't be bothered taking it off. Uh, this car doesn't have our big DTEC EV um, Tesla Rad Radiator in it. That's our Model 3 Performance. This car doesn't need it. Remember, it's only cooling one drive unit. It's lowish power you know this car makes 185 kilowatts at the wheels no more but it makes it off idle which kind of helps um yeah so we, we don't need a big radiator in it it's only got a small battery pack 50 kilowatt hour to, to cool and the liquid cooling uh, with the help of the, the, the heat exchange of the part that i've made the rfoc in the rear of the car is quite is, it's all quite track capable so that's fine am i going to boost power no can we boost power on these yes i can add 50 horsepower to this should i need it but i don't think i'll need it because i don't think i will be at full throttle for that long in the sr plus up there you know it is it is a balancing game where you need immense throttle control and throttle calibration which this car has spades of it has got the best throttle uh, mapping of anything i've ever felt in my entire life and that is a story um you will come across very regularly from anyone that's competition driven a tesla um, am i going to play any other electronic tricks yes i am uh, i'm going to use an engine uh, bonus module in the car which allows me engine are a, a u.s company that we do some work with and we um on sell their their production technology here in australia the tesla specialists or ev specialists and the bonus module um, plugs in and allows me to fully turn off ESC stability control in the car while still retaining the ABS and full electric power steering, which you need up there when you're throwing the car around. They refer to it as a drift mode, and I will use it, I won't use it first run. I don't think I'll need it first run, and I really don't want to be like lighting up the back tires and looping this thing into the fence. So we will slowly creep up on Drift mode throughout the day. Um, yeah, but yes, I do have the, the capability to turn it off. And that is one of the most frustrating things in a modern car at a racetrack is not being able to turn off stability altogether. You know, all these electronic nannies. Isn't it funny that the fully electric car allows you to get rid of the fully electronic interference? I think that's a really nice little um, bonus from EngineX, which is probably why they named it the bonus module uh yeah so we're going to go there suspension don't touch from my years of experience at collingrove providing the car has a decent you know factory uh suspension tune in it anyway stock suspension works up there just fine you need long travel you need a good amount of droop you know you don't you don't want to be lowering the thing excessively because you'll just start smashing the underside of your car all over the track and you know tesla is the model three is criticized for being a bit on the harsh side and a bit on the stiff side in the suspension so that's going to be really cool Uh, i think the suspension will work beautifully it is even the base model model 3 is quite a good little sporting sedan it's very very quick and it seems to handle pretty well but you know i'm not going to go on about it too much because i'll probably go up there and make myself look like a donkey so how am i going to get there well you see from home collingrove would be about 100 kilometers away so the mainly open road so i'm only going to get there with about 65 oh, percent charge maybe then i'm gonna to have to run across the entire day uh, which won't use much uh, i'll probably be down into the mid 50s um and then drive home so it's going to be touch and go right uh you're gonna to have to th- i'm gonna to have to think about this so i did some research i got a gareth my off to do some research for me because He's the biggest EV fan, anti-EV person, slash I like, don't like, want one, don't want one, I'll buy one when they're five grand. EV people I've ever met. And he tells me quite proudly that in Nuri Utpa, by not far from the track, maybe only oh, 20 kilometres away or something like that, 25 kilometres away, in Nuri Utpa, there is a Tesla destination charger. So I will top the car up to 100% at home. I will drive to Nuri Utpa, soup duper dooper early. Plug it into the destination charger, which is quite slow. I will spend probably an hour charging back to 100%. There, I would think, because again, it's not a supercharger; it's a slow charger. Destination charges are, are that. Um, so I'll spend an hour charging now um, and have a nice little uh, picnic for breakfast at probably 7 a.m rock up to the track just after eight, do my scrutineering, and um, away we go. Uh, yeah, I, and, and I should be able to, I should, I should leave the track with 80% and get home with, you know, 50 again. So it's not a big deal. You know, the infrastructure is there now where you can actually plan your trip or your motor racing day around where your charger is. And, and unlike the Model 3 performance from the dyno testing we've done, the SR Plus, doesn't back off power uh, a lot as the charge drops. Like a Model Three performance, the all-wheel drive will start to drop power um, measurably on the dyno, lots of 10 15 20 kilowatts at a time as it drops below seventy percent charge. So by about fifty percent charge and under, you're down, you know, thirty percent in horsepower. Model Three SR Plus, the single motor versions, don't do anything like that. You know, by about fifty percent, you might be down. 10 horsepower, 5 horsepower, you know, stuff all. Not enough to worry about, not enough that you could actually feel. But, you know, being called range anxiety, this Epicast, I want to make sure I have my range anxiety under control and it's one less thing I have to worry about during the day. Uh, I will have to mount a fire extinguisher in the car, which I'll start making a nice little fire extinguisher bracket for next week. Uh, God knows why, because there's nothing really to burn apart from the lithium-ion cell the pack and i won't be putting that out with a one kilogram extinguisher Uh, i also do have to put a battery triangle on the car um to denote where the battery is so i might in case of an accident they need to come disconnect the battery Uh, teslas have like they call they call a dead man's loop or a a, a first responders loop in the front of them so i'll probably put it there um where you just cut this wire bump and it isolates the battery pack from the entire car nice thinking elon so that you know if you're using the jaws of life on it to to take someone out of a fully wrecked car you don't accidentally get electrocuted cutting through the hv system you don't want 400 volts pummeling through you no that you certainly don't so i'll probably put that on the loop otherwise which is in that front the front of the car otherwise i'll spend about a hundred dollars on battery triangles putting them all over the car or over the floor pan the side sills, on the bonnet you know on the front lid wherever the uh hood wherever there might be some high voltage electrical so we'll just do the smart thing there um am i going to run into any problems running it as an ev no i heard there has been another tesla and a come and try day up there but they didn't have to you know race in actual competition so And I'm clearly denoted with EV on my number plate. So I think first responders and the fire crew will understand that I am an EV and just stand back. Should anything happen to it? Will anything happen to it? No. These things combust like 80% less, I think the recent statistics from the state show, than an ice or a petrol-powered vehicle. They're always burning, particularly ones that have been modified by nitwits. Um, Yeah, so there we go. I'm really looking forward to popping my cherry again. You know getting back out into motor racing my wife likes coming with me on these ones but she likes the barossa valley it might have something to do with the fact that lisa d likes a good wine and as it is our wine area it's a, one of our premium wine areas in fact of the entire country the barossa and there are some beautiful wines made up there so no doubt she'll come with me and um hitch a ride into the winery sector or maybe bring a nice picnic for me and we'll have a social day out unfortunately we can't take the dog you don't take dogs to motor racing circuits it's dangerous and it's silly but he would like it up there because there's plenty of trees to wee on so this isn't till march 14 i'm going to do many epicasts between now and then hopefully but i'd be interested to hear what you think should we take an ev racing well i'm doing it anyway but we're taking the baby and yeah if things go well which i think they will then i'll enter the all drive class in that model 3 performance and really start to hopefully kick some butt but thank you for listening to range anxiety it's been an exciting one let's talk again real soon